The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 30th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. Did you get stuck in any ice? I did not get stuck in any in any ice, and when I looked outside this morning, I was expecting it to be because out, you know, on the mountain and everything, mm-hmm. it looked definitely like it was a winter wonderland out there. But uh, no, I did not have any uh, have any ice on my car. Did you have any ice on yours? Um, not really, but I, I heard from my husband about uh, forty five minutes ago that they were having a bit of an ice storm um, in the southern end of the county. So uh, just be careful out there. And there is a, a list of our updated closings and delays on PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I might need to steal your script there, Marsha, because oh, I think sure, I deleted sure. mine. So uh, wow. go figure. Welcome to, efficiency. Uh, yeah, welcome to live radio. But <laughs> speaking of live radio, we do have our first guest joining us on the phone. And it's Dawn from Rescue Me West Virginia. Dawn, good morning. Good morning. How are you all this morning? We're good. Hi. Thank you so much for, um, for, for appearing with us. So uh, first of all, I'm going to ask you some questions about the events in Jefferson County, too. But uh, tell us about Rescue Me West Virginia and what, what, um, you, know, what you guys do. Um, well, Rescue Me West Virginia was formed in 2017, um, became a 501c3 in 2018, and we started out just being advocates for the shelters in Berkeley, Morgan, and Jefferson County. However, um, we ended up getting our own building. It was a five-year plan. We did it in three. Um, we're located at 59 East Road in Martinsburg, right there by the Big Lots. And once we got our own building, we just, we, um, our plan was to start pulling our own dogs. So we have done that now for a little over two years. And, um, our logo is, uh, saving dogs one dog at a time. But, um, Last week it was fourteen at a time, Oof. so it changed a little bit. So yeah, just to <laughs> to back up, March eleventh, there were actually two seizures in Jefferson County, Jefferson County Animal Control and the Sheriff's Office. And you can correct anything that I get wrong here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had there were two locations where they seized um, sixty animals. Forty nine of them, I understand, were dogs, and uh, they were from uh, quote deplorable conditions. I, and I knew that one of the owners had. Uh, had you know voluntarily uh, relinquished the animals, but I wasn't sure about the other ones, and uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised that you guys were able to process them to a point where you could offer some of them up for adoption. So walk us through that story. Um, well, um, Jefferson County Animal Control called us and asked us for help because they don't have that many kennels, so they had five and six dogs in the kennels. Of course, we couldn't do anything until. Um, so once someone relinquishes an animal from these kind of conditions, um, there's a waiting period for them to appeal. So she did, they did not appeal, and the dogs were released. Um, as soon as they were released, we went in and chose um, what we thought we could handle, which was actually ended up being 
12 of the hoarding case dogs and two of their other dogs that they were holding. Um, I called my vet, which is Blue Ridge Veterinary in Percival. Uh, we use them all the time. And I called them one day, and they took them the next and got them all in. They were all spayed and neutered. Um, hernias wow. removed, other medical conditions that we're still working with. So, and, Don, Don um, were, were none of them, I'm sorry, I'm speaking, away, were none of them spayed or neutered? Not one, no. They just multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. <laughs> so, so, some inbreeding, definitely some inbreeding going on there. Um, some of them had some issues, some of them couldn't use their legs. Um, there were some really bad conditions of some of these dogs, but um, some of them weren't so bad. So what are some of your thoughts when you, you know, get one of these cases? I feel like they've they've been happening a lot more often recently, I guess. There was the one out uh, Clear Spring, Hancock, Maryland Way a couple of months ago last year, and then this one. So what are your thoughts when you, you know, walk into a situation like this? Um, well, first it's just you're just so sad when you see the dogs. I mean, it's just it's just not reality that someone could treat dogs and live in these kind of conditions. But this is the first seizure case that we've hoarding slash seizure case that we have um, got to participate in. And we were very honored that um, Jess at Jefferson County Animal Control called us to help. Um, And, you know, when you get in there and you look at these dogs, it's just, you just don't understand. You you just wish that you could educate the public more on spaying and neutering and, and what the conditions are when they inbreed and what can happen to them and the medical problems that you have with them. But we are just honored that we can help and save all these dogs. And I am happy to say that um, of the ones that we pulled, um, there's every one of them are in homes now except for three. And one of those will be going today. And the other two were working on getting their applications approved. Well, I noticed whenever you guys put the event out there and you, you held an event Friday in conjunction with Jefferson County Animal Control, and uh, you encouraged folks to fill out their applications ahead of the event just in case they fell in love with, with one of the pups that were there. And uh, to me, it was really impressive, the turnaround, because five of them had gone to foster adopt homes by the weekend. Yes, well, five of them actually went that day. Um, I have such an amazing team of helpers that, um, excuse me, um, one of my adopters I had adopted before came in. Her name is Dawn. She came in looking for a dog, and she went home with two. So she was already approved because she had fostered and adopted from us before. So she went home with two. Another very nice couple came in. They were already approved but hadn't had their home check. Um, So two of my... um, people that are volunteers that do home checks went straight with them. We kept the dog, of course, with us. Um, They took the dog with them. They went to the homes of that couple and then another fellow who wanted to um, adopt one of our chihuahuas. So they went and did the home checks and took the dogs with them. And so those dogs were able to go in homes that day after the home check was approved. Wow. And we were pretty, we were amazed that five dogs got to go home that day because usually it's a process, but since they were already approved, you know, it was easier. And that's why we were encouraging people to get approved ahead of time before the adoption event, because in that way, you know, they could take them home that day. So with the help of two of my volunteers, um, they were able to go home that day. 
We're speaking with Dawn from Rescue Me West Virginia. Now, uh, of course, you've been dealing with this, you know, hoarding case and whatnot. But I do see all these pictures on your Facebook page of all the other animals you have over at Rescue Me West Virginia. So, uh, how's that going? How's the adoption process going for you know the rest of the animals over there? Uh, most of the dogs we pull, we pull from Berkeley, Morgan, and Jefferson County. Um, so when either any of those call and ask for help, we're always there to help them, whether it's medical needs that we have to pull the dog for, overcrowding for euthanasia. Um, you know, we've been able to save these shelters from euthanizing any dogs since, you know, for years now, unless they have a dog that's vicious or very ill. Um, so we're very proud to say that. Um, we do have a dog at Morgan County right now who has a week left. His name is Elvis, and we're looking for a foster for him right now. So um, one way or another, we'll get him out of there. But we work on a foster-to-adopt program. So um, most of our dogs go into fosters when we get them. We pre-approve them, do their home checks. That way, when they go, they usually always go straight to the vet unless there's some crazy case that they can't. Mm -hmm. And then they go into their foster homes. And nine chances out of ten, the fosters end up adopting. So, wow! Yeah. Is, isn't that called a failed? A failed foster. Yeah, a foster fail. Yep, that's a foster fail. <laughs> but that's that's actually, it's great because you know they've gotten to know that animal, and some of them. I know that some of the fosters that you work with have special skills as far as getting those animals to trust or working with animals that have some disabilities and that. And it's great that there are that many, um, you know, compassionate individuals out there. Oh yes, we have some that work with medical needs. We have some that you know, work with scared dogs. The people who actually took um, the pair this weekend um, had never fostered for us before, and they took the two, they came in and picked out the two most terrified and scared dogs of the bunch. Mm. And within a day, they had those dogs, like, we didn't even, we could barely even recognize that they were terrified. They Wait, was that was up. that one of the pictures with the little puppy belly up on the couch? Yes, 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 <laughs> that was Berkeley, yes. Because Berkeley was terrified. Actually, Berkeley... Um, he, uh, we let him loose in the yard when he was with us, and it took me forever to catch him. And then he was kind of nippy at me. But, you know, a dog's a whole different dog once they get out of those situations sometimes. That's amazing. So, Dawn, tell us your story. How, how does one get into dog rescuing? Um, well, it had always been my dream, and I started out with another local group um, several, several years ago. And they, they were kind of set and didn't need a whole lot. They're a smaller group. And, um, that's when I met the ladies from Rescue Me West Virginia. And I started out with, um, their stocking project. We do a stocking project at Christmas that we give stockings to all the shelter dogs and cats in Berkeley, Morgan and Jefferson County. So that's how I got started. And after that, it just kept on going from there. And now, I run the place and I'm the president. <laughs> I, ju I just picture like 10-year-old you writing an essay in class going, when I'm older, I want to rescue all the animals. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And we have t-shirts to say that. Aww. We want to, you know, rescue all the animals. That's our goal. We want to be able to change the lives of one dog at a time or perhaps 14 in one week sometimes. Or 12-pack. 12, 12 I think that's what you guys were referring yeah, to. that's what we call the hoarder dogs, 12-pack. And we are hoping to do their adoptions all on the same day so we can get a group picture of everyone. Very cool. So, yeah, so go, oh, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Marcia. 
Well, I, so I, I wanted to ask, um, you're from Rescue Me, West Virginia, and you said that this was your first opportunity to work on a, a seizure case like this, a hoarding case. Um, and, and I know you're, you have a lot of compassion to animals, but I think when people read these stories, some of them just want to condemn outright the folks who put the animals in that situation. Can, can you wrap your head around someone who actually loves animals and was trying to do right by them getting to this point where, where the animals were living in deplorable conditions and, you know, multiplying like they were? Um, absolutely. There's cases where, you know, and I don't know the people that, that these dogs came from or anything like that, but sometimes it's just their love for animals and then they keep taking them in and taking them in and it gets out of control. And in this case, it definitely was out of control, but none of them were spayed and neutered. So they were inbreeding and just continued to have puppies and puppies and puppies. Um, so my... You know, my speech to everyone is spay and neuter your animals, spay and neuter your animals. If people don't do that, we're never, ever going to get this population under control. And we're speaking from Dawn. We're with Dawn from Rescue Me West Virginia. Now, before we let you go, can you let everybody know how to get in touch with you? Maybe if they want to foster that process a little bit and uh, where they can find out more about you. Yes. Well, we're like located at 59 East Road in Martinsburg. You're welcome to stop by anytime we're open. We are all volunteers, so it is a scattered open. Some days we're open, some days we're not. Um, but they can stop by there and pick up applications. We need volunteers and fosters. Um, or they can go onto our webpage, which is www.rescuemewv.org, or our face- Facebook page, which is Rescue Me West Virginia. Um, and you can find all the applications on the about, the about section on Facebook um, for fosters, volunteers, transporters, all that's included on that page as well. And Dawn, you said Elvis, a dog in Morgan County, is uh, five days away from being euthanized. How can folks find more information about that dog? Um, they can get on our, our he's uh, listed on our Facebook page and everything that you need to know about him is on there. And if you're interested in becoming a foster, please get that application into us. This one is a matter of time. Um, so we need to get it processed quickly so we can get him to the vet and get him into a home. Yeah, I've been speaking with Dawn from Rescue Me West Virginia. Thanks for taking some time to chat with us on Panhandle Live this morning. Absolutely. Thank you all, and you have a wonderful day. And God bless. And that was Dawn from Rescue Me West Virginia here talking about, well, all those dogs in that hoarding case. And, well, thankfully, pretty much all of them being adopted already or fostered well, the, at least so the, so the ones that they were helping mm-hmm. with, there were 12. She called them the 12-pack. Yeah. There are some more. They are under the um, the care of the Animal Welfare Society of Jefferson County because, remember, there were 49 dogs. Mm-hmm. So Animal Welfare Society of Jefferson County, and I'm sure if you follow their page, um, as they're able to adopt some of those animals out, you can get more information. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses, but all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had Dawn 
from Rescue Me West Virginia on, talking about that big hoarding seizure down in Jefferson County uh, back on the 11th. And, uh, you know, how most of the dogs, well, at least the dogs that they were dealing mm-hmm. with, have all been fostered and or adopted by now. So uh, a good, well, at least for now, a happy ending to that story, which is good. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have gone out there. They still have openings for fosters. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're a foster, you don't have to keep the dog for 10 years. Right. Unless you're a failed foster, mm-hmm. a failed foster, <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? It's uh, yeah. It's, just, it's so my my neighbor fostered both a dog and then later a cat, mm-hmm. and um, the dog was from this horrible situation where she'd just been neglected, been running the woods somewhere in southern West Virginia, and um, the the um, organization found a great home for this dog, changed her name, and now she comes back occasionally and spends the night with the foster, who's oh, my neighbor. Cool. And and she's like a different dog. I remember when she first came there. Well, then um, my neighbor also got a cat, and um, everyone kind of fell in love with this little kitten, and then we thought um, the kitten was going to be you know put up for adoption, mm-hmm. and the kitten ended up back with, with my neighbor, and that's oh, a foster fail, but it is the... I couldn't be a... Uh, Pet foster. Well, right? I will specifically say dog foster because I don't think I'm going to be getting a cat anytime soon. But you I don't think I cats. Yeah, I got plenty of cats in the neighborhood. Trust me. It did. Uh, we got ganged. Me and my dog got ganged up on last night by a bunch of cats. Mm-hmm. We were walking. They cornered you. What is that called? Commerce Street or something. Okay. Kind of wraps down around where that one antique store is and then comes up by right in front of the uh, police station there. Uh-huh. It connects with whatever that street is. Um but yeah, we are walking across the street, didn't see the cats, right? They were all kind of hidden in the vacant lot next to the street. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I turn around, and I'm on the phone. My mom had just called me, so I'm on the phone with her the whole time. And there's like 15 cats just all <laughs> circled around us, had no idea. And there's one like tabby orange cat uh-huh. that's standing there, and it's got its back all arched uh-huh. up. And all the cats, once my dog kind of ran at them, ran away, except for this cat. So I was like, right. man, am I going to have to like kick this cat or something like what am i gonna have to I do with this not. cat i hope it didn't come to that no it stayed right there and we kept walking by and then once we got further enough down the uh down the street i looked behind us and there you go there's uh the cat was walking behind us so following you mm-hmm. until so then like I'm, walking you out escorting you out of the territory so i scared it off with a uh little rock that didn't come anywhere close to the cat but it got close enough to where you, it knew. You, you need to tread carefully. You have a lot of listeners who who are. Look, about I'm to never going to har- harm defensive. an animal. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm never going to harm an animal. Never going to harm a cat. But uh, yeah, I you sometimes got to let them know. <laughs> like, hey, don't come mess with me because I'm not messing with you. Not messing with you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys survived the uh, the confrontation with the alley alley cats. <laughs> the alligators, what they should be called. <laughs> but uh, but I think it's amazing that the whole group was there and. And they didn't make a noise at you. you. They were just standing there, like a big. Just, they all were just it, like literally. They circled us. They every escape route was taken away. We were oh. in a little spot where it was just a garage door and a wall, so we couldn't escape anywhere. I mean, uh-huh. they they planned it. It was planned. It was it was you and your dog against the against the whole downtown pack of stray cats. You know what? I think they they probably your reputation precedes <sighs> you. They know, know that you're you you do not welcome them into your, you know, environment. I got no problem with them if they don't mess with me. <laughs> I they, don't go looking for trouble with street cats, Marsha. I don't go looking for any trouble. I'm just trying to walk in quiet with maybe my headphones on. We don't talk to it. We say hi if somebody walks by, but we're not going to sit there and have a conversation. Uh-huh. It's just us on a walk getting things done. And I'm not. I'm not trying to mess with these cats. Did they the just orange, want to mess with us? Did the orange tabby have a, le- a leather cap or leather ha- um, jacket on with like the, the collar flipped up? Like, it should have smoking a cigarette. It should have. That's basically <laughs> what they were doing in that alleyway. 
Unbelievable. But anyways. I'm, I'm glad you survived. Yeah, I mean, that's. Barely. Wow. You barely. know, you, you might not even be with us today, um, you know, had that gone another way. But uh-huh. wow, very brave. I, I want to re- reiterate, I have no problem with cats. <laughs> I would never hurt anything, animal, person, anything like that. But they were coming for but you. But they, yeah, I felt threatened. <laughs> I felt like mine and or my dog's well-being was threatened. Uh-huh. Now, if they're just standing on the side of the street, that's fine. The dog's going to like pull towards me a little bit, but we're not mm-hmm. going to stop. I'm going to pull them okay. and I'll let them get to them. But they had us surrounded. So was your dog taking your cue as far as what to do? I mean, if you would have let him off his leash, would he have just gone after them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, cha- he's I've chased him so through neighborhoods. So he's not afraid of them by any chance. No, yeah, I've, chased, any I've chased him through neighborhoods before, so uh-huh. who knows. But anyways, there's real news I'm, out there <laughs> I'm today. I'm glad it ended better than, yeah. Right. There's real news out there today, though, uh, okay. with the closings and delays. Right, so if you want to see the updated list, you can go to panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Uh, a lot of people were surprised that there were I closings. I was surprised. But uh, we put, I put out on our Facebook page and the other stations that there, this was a, uh, an advisory that goes through 11 a.m. this morning that there could be ice. And most of us got, you know, got out the door and there was really nothing. But a, about an hour or so ago, I, I got a text from my husband that they were getting ice in southern Berkeley County. So um, That time you know, of year, I, I guess. Hampshire County had a three-hour well, it's different so, out there. Yeah, it it's is. It's different out it's there different, for sure. Different environments. But yeah, you can go to panhandlenewsnetwork.com. You can find that updated list. Who'd have thought we'd have an updated closings and cancellations list on Wednesday, March Almost 30th? April. Yeah, go figure. But uh, it's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. But we got to get to our news break. And then coming up after the news break, we'll have Dawn Ricks on. It's a day of Dawn's. Dawn yes. from the Rescue Me West Virginia. And now, and she's talked about somebody that works for her, uh-huh, also named foster. Dawn. Yeah, good figure. Um, but Dawn Ricks, West Virginia native, recording artist, and also Miss Jefferson County 1995. She'll be joining us here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, Swing West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And joining us on the line is Dawn Ricks. Dawn, how are you doing this morning? I am great. Thank you for asking. How are you all this morning? Good. We're Thank very you. good. So thanks for being on with us. So um, if I get anything wrong, correct me, but uh, you're a West Virginia native, now a recording artist, former Miss Jefferson County 1995, and now active helping produce some of these pageants and shepherd some of these girls through the Miss West Virginia organization. So how did I do? Well, you know what? You did great. I was Miss Jefferson County in 95, but I was actually Miss Berkeley County in 91. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So I have, my, my roots are definitely here. And over the course of years, I uh, became not just a contestant, but a... Uh, um, the producer of the show, and then went on to become the executive director. This um, the last two years, I believe it's been. So yes, I I love being involved in the Miss West Virginia um, organization. So, yeah, how has the uh, how has the how's it been the transition going from you know being out on the stage you know competing to you know kind of putting it on behind the scenes? <laughs> well, you know what I. Being an entertainer, that helps tremendously. And um, over the course of years, learning and and watching and absorbing everything that Candy Reed ever did, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, she she 
he was a great mentor and to um, see it from all aspects, not just a contestant as pe- um, or candidate aspect, sorry. Um, but from an entertainer's view and then an audience view, it's kind of, it's actually fun. Um, I enjoy being more behind the scenes, believe it or not, when it comes to the uh, the scholarship pageants or competitions, mm-hmm. more so as um, as a mentor and uh, uh, to the candidates. I love to do mock interviews with them and kind of encourage them never to give up. <laughs> um, you know that that kind of thing. That's that's what I love to do more so than than any of the other aspects. How cool is it that the actual Miss West Virginia pageant is now in the Eastern Panhandle? Oh, fabulous. Um, take it from someone who used to have to travel all the time and who had to, you know, load up the entire family in order to go across the mountains to um, to Clarksburg or wherever. So I think it's tremendous. I also think it's a great example of the growth that is happening in the Eastern Panhandle. And we couldn't ask for better folks as far as uh, businesses, supporters, all of that thing. It's It's been great. And we can't be more proud. I couldn't be any more prouder. Let's just say that. Now, I'll ask you one more kind of pageant question. Now, we've uh, spoken with uh, the Miss Outstanding Teen, Olivia Travis, and Jalen Ratchford, Miss uh, West Virginia, for this past uh, cycle. And it's interesting to see because when I first ever heard about, you know, Miss America pageant, the, those type of things, I always thought it was a beauty contest, right? Now it's definitely more of a uh, professional type of a uh, contest, especially with all the scholarship money that's out there and whatnot. So uh, I guess I've kind of asked you the same question twice now, but what is, what's it been like? like seeing the changes in just how the competition itself has changed. The, the changes have been very interesting, um, but I, but I have, I've always found that it's definitely been, we've always been applying for a position, applying for a job and, and people's perception of it who are not involved, you know, definitely see it as a quote beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder and, and there's so much more beauty and these, Beauty can stand for a lot of things. For these women that compete, let me tell you, they have resumes that would blow people out of the water. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm talking, you know, they're working on PhDs, doctorates. I mean, I, I, I'm on, I was currently, just, actually, I was on the phone with uh, our current Miss Jefferson County. And, I mean, I don't even think I can carry a conversation with her scholastically <laughs> without feeling so elementary because of her goals and the things that she's pursuing, but it's so much more than that. Um, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that people will will look at this organization as one that grooms young ladies. I can tell you, without this being a part of my life, I wouldn't have been able to land the jobs that I've done. I wouldn't be able to do interviews. I wouldn't be able to step out on stage and in you know in confidence. I wouldn't have been able to pursue you know childhood goals and dreams. And and that's not even talking about you know, some of the things, uh, you know, school-wise. I don't think I would have had the nerve to come home one day and tell my parents that, um, hey, by the way, I just enlisted in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, it, this program, you know, hats off to it because it builds a confidence level um, and it builds, it builds and showcases young women's uh, achievements. And it just shows that, you know, everyone says, you know, um, the sky's the limit. No, no, it's so much more than that. It goes way beyond the stars. 
So that's that's my take of it. So I was really uh, surprised when I was looking over uh, your bio that you listed veteran there. And, uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. You said you enlisted in the Air Force. Have you been on active duty? Are you are you out of the Air Force now? Um, in 1993, I don't really want to tell my age, but it's obvious. But in 1993, I enlisted um, for the 167th Air National Guard. And Very so cool. I served as a medical service specialist there, um, was a registered EMT and CPR instructor. And I uh, served my time. I even pulled a little bit of active duty actually on our base, um, filling in for some administrative things before I got out and you know, was married and having children at that time. But it's one of my most proudest moments ever uh, was was to um, to have served. Well, thank you for your service. And of course, the, the next thing on the bio that, you know, has pretty much been a lifelong uh, adventure, I'm sure, is as an entertainer. So let's talk about your, your career as, as an entertainer, singer, songwriter. Um, well, Nashville is one of my favorite places to go. I've been traveling there since I was a younger kid, I guess. My my dream was always to perform at the Opry, and I was given that opportunity back in 2017. Well, how was uh, that? Amazing. It was like a dream come true. Actually, literally, it was for um, a Dr. Ralph Stanley tribute show, and I was asked to perform. Uh, first, I was just going to be part of a group singing, and then they asked me to do a solo. So I actually got to step out onto the Grand Old Opry Circle wow. and, wow. and sing, which was which was amazing in itself. Um, I, I I just can't really explain it, but he, here's the bonus. <laughs> I also was there at the same time Garth Brooks' daughter, Allie Pauline, was there making her debut. So during the show, I was able to go out to the front lobby area and meet her mom, Sandy. And for those of you who know Sandy, she played guitar for Garth. Mm -hmm. That was his wife. But then afterwards, we were backstage, and here come Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. (laughs) He said, if you all give me five minutes with my daughter, I promise I'll stick around and speak and get pictures with each and every one of you. Well, how cool was that? and, And he did. He stayed two and a half hours. And he made sure that every single one of us, it wasn't just, all right, step up, picture, move, next, nothing like that. Literally, he wanted to know your name, how you were feeling. Um, Tricia complimented me on my shoes. I will never forget that. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, it's Garth Brooks. Holy cow. I mean, when I woke up the next morning, I asked my, my sister, I said, okay, Am I alive? Because not only did I just get done, I just got to sing at the Opry, and, and then I got to meet Garth and Garth and Trisha. Um, but one thing that happened just recently, um, I've been you know recording now, and I'm not to babble about it, but I've been recording now, and I have a couple of songs that are um, making their way through through the uh, through the radio right now. I have one called Tennessee Miles, but. Just a couple months ago, I was in Nashville, and I had gotten to meet Richie McDonald from Lone Star. And on my way out of the building, I got to meet John Michael Montgomery. Oh, wow. wow. Later, that, later that evening, which that was just a dream come true, I had to catch my breath and excuse myself for a moment. I said, I'm having a fan moment. Just give me one second. <laughs> but anyway, um, I went over to Music City Bar and Grill, and um, John Michael was over there as well. And we got to watch him perform a few songs. But afterwards... I got up and sang, and in the middle of my song, I see out of the corner of my eye someone approaching the stage. John Michael actually got up on the stage, put the guitar on, and played throughout the rest of my song. Wow. And That's really cool. Of course, 
I've tried to be real cool. You know, I've tried to hold it together and smile. And, and I'm looking at my every every now and then I like turn to the side to my friends going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that <laughs> didn't help, praying, right? <laughs> praying that they are getting that on video, right? Because who's going to believe this? Right. No one. And um, the luck that I have usually when I run into you know, to to the stars, I usually, my phone's gone dead. I don't have pen. I don't have paper. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually said I was going to make up a survival kit for people just to keep in their cars, just in case those moments happen, right. um, that they can get an autograph. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a very exciting time. I've, I've been writing a lot, and the song Tennessee Miles that is out right now is one that I wrote. And that was my goal this year. My goal this year was to... Um, actually record something that I've written. And so it's it's been an adventure, and the support from friends and family here has been amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm a little exhausted, but I have oh, no sure. complaints whatsoever. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Dawn Ricks. Now, we just have about three minutes until we have to let you go, so I want to give you enough time to you know plug your songs, of course, your singles that are out, and uh, anything else you have going on. Okay. Well, um, let me just back up. I wanted to say Jalen Rashford, who is Miss West Virginia, was our Miss Jefferson County. Um, we have amazing girls this year that hopefully will make it onto your show. My name is Dawn Ricks. My music can be found out on all digital platforms. My song, Tennessee Miles, is out. If you guys could call all your radio stations and beg them to play it, that would be great. <laughs> um, but you can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, all of those things. And God bless you guys for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Awesome. And yeah. thank you for everyone who tuned in to listen. Absolutely. Thank you. Again, been speaking with Dawn Ricks. Thank you for taking some time to chat with us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Awesome. Take Thanks care. again, Dawn. Man, talk about somebody that's into a lot of things at once. Right. My goodness. Well, that seems to be the trend with uh, anybody that's in the Miss West Virginia organization that we've met. I oh, mean, they have a lot of goals. Yeah. And oh my goodness. Checking them off. You and, know? It's, and I think it's important what she said too. What Dawn said about how um, you know a lot of these girls that are in that you know the pageant system, if you will. I mean, are doing so many things that you know, like somebody like me that when I first. If you ever told me two years ago, if you'd asked me, hey, what's the Miss America about? And I would say beauty pageant, uh-huh. which that's not even close to what it is anymore. Right. Which is cool. Very cool. And she's been able to see the whole progression of it. And she has. And she's been able to really uh, benefit from some of the exposure, but then also give back. Um, and, you know, if you could if you could read some of our email exchanges about how excited, how jazzed she is about bringing some of these young women through the program and shepherding them through and getting them a chance to get on the radio and things like that. Um, you can really tell she, you know, that's part of her heart is there that she wants to help these girls have a, a positive experience like she did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we got to get to our last break here on Panhandle Live. So stick around for more on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break... We had Don Ricks on, a West Virginia nat- native recording artist, Miss Jefferson County, 1995. Works with the Miss West Virginia organization. She's got a couple of singles out. 
like Tennessee uh, Tennessee Miles that is out right now. Um, yeah, it's good. Give it a listen to that. If you missed any of the conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. And of course, we had Rescue Me West Virginia oh, on yes. first uh, first segment, and they had a dozen. I think they maybe fourteen. She said dogs available for adoption at that special event on Friday, and and at least twelve of those were from that hoarding uh, situation. March eleventh, two seizures in Jefferson County, where a total of sixty animals, including forty nine <sighs> dogs, were uh, were rescued from quote deplorable conditions mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I know everyone's quick to judge, but I also think a lot of these times it's someone who just, you know, wanted to help an animal, but maybe didn't have all the resources and got overwhelmed. Right. So Absolutely. So if you missed any of those conversations, listen back to them a little bit later on today. But Marsha, hey, sports never stop and football definitely never stops. And if you're a Shepherd Rams fan, well, football is getting back into gear. They have the spring game, which is going to be from 1 to 3 p.m. on April 16th. I do believe that is a Saturday. Uh, so, yep, April 16th, 1 o'clock Saturday at Shepherdstown, of course, at Rams Stadium. That would be your first chance to see the the guys back out there on the field, uh, on the gridiron, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, if you got anything going on, well, clear it. It was a spring game. Well, I'll so be there. The spring game, is that a scrimmage or are they playing yep. someone? So this is, uh, it'll be... Pretty much like starters versus backups or uh-huh. intermixed of for offense, defense, whatever. And yeah, just one team's got blue on, one team's got gold on, and okay. let's see what, if anything, we've been practicing all springs worked. Well, I can guarantee you the Shepherd Rams will win. Yeah, the Shepherd will <laughs> definitely win that game. That is for sure. But then the first game uh, of the season, right around the corner. Unfortunately, it is a road game uh, at Southern Connecticut State. How's that unfortunate? Up in New Haven, Connecticut. Because, because it is so far away. Yeah, but that means that you can bring the broadcast to our listeners That's here in the right. Panhandle. If you don't want to drive to Connecticut, you can catch the game over here. on yeah here or on ninety five nine the Big Dog. That is for sure. Uh, we'll have that all ironed out for you it's as it uh, becomes available. Absolutely. Look, I'm not saying I'm saying unfortunately <laughs> for folks that want to uh, you know watch all the games in person, mm-hmm. um, that'd be a little tough. But the schedule, I thought I had schedule. Schedule's tentatively up, I think, over on the uh, Shepherd Rams Facebook page or Facebook um, website. So go check that out. But yeah, spring game coming up on the 16th, April 16th. I'll be out there. That's cool. really cool. Yeah. And you can add the schedule to your calendar. As oh, I'm can looking you at know? it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That's oh, here we go. Handy. So we got uh, Southern Connecticut State kicking things off on September 1st. Edinburgh, uh, they're the Fighting Scots will be coming into town on the 10th. That's a home game. Family Day. Another home game right after that, a big one. It'll be Cal coming to town. Uh, and I got to look at some of the big games as we get into PSAC East play. Got at Cutstown on the 24th, at Shippensburg on October 1st. That'll be a big game. Rivalry just up the road, like, what, 25, 40 minutes, I guess, at the most. Um, and then the next one after that, really, that's about it on big, big games. Home, big home games. Millersville's homecoming on October 15th. Uh, Bloomsburg Senior Day, Military Appreciation Day on October the 12th. That was super cool last year. Had the flyover right. from the Air National Guard. Yep. so cool. And I didn't even know that was happening until I think you texted, I texted me you. like 10 minutes before it was happening. I look over at Travis. I'm like, hey, look up in the air and see if we see anything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden coming uh, right along the river pretty much. Uh, big old, what do they, they call those? Those big planes they have? Oh, they, they've got the um, C- C5s right now. Whatever Hold on. Wait. C-17s right yes, now. Yes, C-17s. C-5 C-17. Galaxies were the the iteration before that, and they were huge, monstrous things. But C-17s are not small right? either because they're cargo. Absolutely. Planes. But that was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it seems like not 
any home games again this year, but that's just because I wish every game was a home game. Makes it a lot easier for me, and they're way more fun uh, here at Ram Stadium. But the final two games at East Strasburg, at Mercyhurst, and that will finish up the 2022 Shepherd Rams football season. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that won't be the last game, and they'll have some more games after that. But we got to get there when we get there, and the spring game is the first time to see them on Saturday, April 16th. Have you shown the schedule to your dad? Because... The, there's a whole crew of you guys. Well, listen. To well, listen to this. Out. So, speaking of the bridge crew, uh, all the rowdy folks up on the bridge. Uh, what is that? The north end zone or the west end zone? I guess is what that would be. Um, there at Ram Stadium, whatever. Bridge crew, rowdy guys. They uh-huh. tailgate right behind the stadium to blast. Get a phone call from uh, one of the, if not the head of the bridge crew, uh, the other day. He goes, "Hey, got some good news." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I'm moving to Florida." The first thing <laughs> I said, "What?" Well, I said, "Congratulations." Then I said. What's that mean for Shepherd games? And he right. was like, "I'll be up there for two. Sp- I'll be up there for two games." And he's like, "But I still bought my tailgating spot, so there better be people <laughs> tailgating." And I was like, "Well, I can't tailgate at least before the games, mm-hmm. so I don't know what you want me to do." But yep. yeah, the bridge crew will still be there, but without uh, one of their main figures. Unfortunately, well, it, I'm sure. You, I'm sure the the spots will fill up. It'll be fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shepherd games are a blast, especially now that we have uh, Bajan coming back for a senior year. So this will be a big year for him. He'll be trying to get you know. Pro contract. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, honestly, it's it's a, a good game to watch. I mean, a good season to watch because you you don't know how some of the other perennial, you know, favorite teams are going to, you know, how's WV going to be, you know, all this transfer portal nonsense. You don't know if, if the folks that you've depended on watching are going to be there anymore. Right. So, but um, Shepard will be dependably a good game, a good team to watch absolutely and then speaking of uh, back to local news tell you what made a pretty big ripple in uh downtown martinsburg yesterday <laughs> the, were the, the parking comments. meters the parking meters my goodness wow, hey, war war on right you say if you didn't know in downtown martinsburg all the parking meters are quarters only now and then of course you have the uh, pay by phone app which i use which is a great app it will send you a notification when you're coming up on time mm-hmm. or whatever but the, the no quarters thing uh is definitely has definitely sparked some discussion. That is for sure. There, there were people actually in the thread saying that that's it. I'm not going to downtown anymore. Yeah. And you know, it's. I imagine it's not because they can't afford ten or five cents. It's the principle. Right. Because I mean, I'm looking at things here. Uh, some of the comments, people saying, I think it should go back to Diamond Nickels because I don't want to spend 25 minutes for an hour when I only need to be down there for 10 minutes. You know. So no, I get that completely. I mean, as a downtown resident myself, I can trust me. I completely mm-hmm. get that because I felt it when those tickets went from five dollars to ten dollars. See, the the point though is that you try not to get the ticket exactly. And and exactly. to me, I if I've got a quarter and when it's ten and five, and I've got if I've got a quarter and that's what I've got, I put it in and it's extra time. I'm not going to sit there till my time. Whereas I'm I'm happy that I can leave that spot to someone else and they don't have to pay for it. Right. Well, yeah, but then now it's like if you want to stop somewhere downtown real quick, you know, and you're going to park on the street, if you're just popping into like the flurries or something. It's worth 10 cents, 25 cents to get it to flurries. Well, yeah, but, that's, but that's you, know, you see what I'm saying now. You say, you say you're like, well, I'm going to be five minutes. I, uh-huh. I'm not, I don't want to put a quarter in here for an hour. So you I'm run in, come than, back, yeah. bang, ten, $10 ticket on your car. I can see both sides of it. I see both sides. I see what the, the city's doing. I think I'd give myself wiggle room if I was going to the flurries. <laughs> You know, it, I, it's dangerous staying there too long. It's it's delicious. Yeah, it's dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. You're in there, especially with the prices. Like I would, I first time I walked in there, I expected it to be like a thousand dollars for one mm. brick of chocolate. It's right? reasonable, very yeah. very much reasonable. Which I think is more dangerous than the fact that it's good chocolate. They're like, man, it's good chocolate, and I can get, you know. Well, I don't know now with 
25 cents only, quarters only for parking meters might not have enough. Well, you know, I... I think it would be interesting for folks if they want to see that thread and just see what the, the different opinions are. Oh, yeah, because there's definitely a lot of them. But, um, definitely a lot of them, that is for sure. I think we'll, I think the city will survive. Yeah, I think everything will be all right. Every, everybody will figure it out at one point or another. There's plenty of downtown parking, that's for sure. But if you missed any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. If you missed any of it, we talked to Dawn Ricks, and this is her latest single, Tennessee Miles, taking us out here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Three bald tires and a shady spare But way too tired to care about anything But chasing the dream WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs A WVRC media station We're proud to live here too